time for Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us. But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember. I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! the Columbia River next to the Canada border. And it's um it's very nice. It's very nice. Well, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's very nice. Like it just came from a hundred billion degrees, Phoenix, oh my God, you know, and now I'm out of Lake Hole. But you know that that that's better. I'd be looking forward to going south. We're gonna be here for at least another week or two, uh getting caught up on some stuff. You know, um I'm kind of recovering from having the whatever the heck, the creeping crud. But you know, that turned out okay. So uh I think I will live. The um, what we're gonna do today? Oh, yesterday I did a show with Foster Gamble. You know, Thrive Two. I just gotta say, man. You know, endorse, watch Thrive Two, cause you know we'll we'll get into it. You know, uh, we're gonna be doing some more stuff with them. That'll be fun. All right. Now today in the uh, second part of the show, we're gonna have Dave Ridley on from New Hampshire. Um, New Hampshire has filed independence papers. I break with thee, I break with thee, I break with thee, and you throw dog poop on the federal government's shoes, and you're done, you know? So, and they made it really simple. It was just, boom, done, you know? And I go, okay, well, it could be like that. You know, you just go, uh, I break with thee, and we're done. Why? Because, yeah, but you you got to give a good, no, I don't, we're just done, you know? And I I thought it short and sweet in two sentences, and therefore, and we're done. So I'm uh, that'll be interesting. We'll talk to Dave Ridley about that. Now, um, Brittany Schaefer, longtime friend of the show, daughter of Butler Schaefer, Professor Schaefer that passed away recently, and uh, bringing uh, forward his legacy. And he has Butler now is immortal. You know, uh, he and his wife Jane, Brittany's mother and father, you know, has made sure that uh, they are immortal as. Their teachings continue through into the future, and it just makes you feel better about humanity. I just just gotta say. So Brittany is um uh, she's you know an author and a podcast, and uh you know make sure she gets to have her say, and she's the host of the podcast. What then must we do? An author of Annabelle Pickering and the Sky Pirates, and. Urban Eugenie, a superhero who can't use violence. See? <laughs> she recently created uh, Friogan Fellowship Learning, part of a private membership association to provide a powerful educational and cultural antidote, antidote, antidote to government schooling. And they need an antidote. <laughs> she blogs at Brittany.com. 
B-R-E-T-I-G-N-E dot com. Now, while we're going to be talking about Friogan, is that how you say it? F-R-E-O-G-A-N. Friogan? I think so. <laughs> and I should actually, before I go around, you know, um, touting touting my own organization that's named this, I should confirm that's that's kind of what it says on the internet. I call I say Friogan. Um but but you know I, I actually need to speak with a linguist who it's it's old English. It's an old English word. And it was actually one of my dad's favorite words. He has it in neon or he had it in neon, um, a little neon sign made. It's it's a word that means um it, it's it's it has a lot of different meanings rolled into one peace, friendship, love, and freedom. And my dad just loved that all of those things were were you know, way back when we're seen as connected. And so that, yeah, this is one of his favorite words. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, I'm I'm sure it has a epistemology to it. You know, we need to know what that is. You know, we'll get that taken care of. Um, The one we, in a pre-interview, we talked a little bit about where we are in the community they're building and yada, yada, yada. But I tell you, it always comes down to, you know, what's the point if you're not, you know, bringing in the next generation of uh, you're not don't go extinct. You know, where's the a community's immortality? You know, plus you know the parents. So I'm looking at you know I want to try and get an idea of the need for Friogan uh, schooling and, and tell us about it and what you're accomplishing and when it starts and how my monologue me go, Brittany. Okay, um, so Friogan, so let me back up just a little bit. Friogan Fellowship Learning is the education branch of the Friogan Fellowship Ministry, which we started. It's a private membership association, and I'm sure you understand all the reasons why why we did ministry. that. Ministry. Is it a Christian thing? No, it's not. It's it's non-denominational. Um, it's basically ministry. God, I could go into the, please, please don't, don't get me go. talking religion. It's it's not it's not um it's not any particular denomination. It's just really about service. It's it's a, a ministry set up to provide things like special needs care, elder care, health care is a big thing we're gonna we're gonna start getting into. But right now our first projects are education. And so what we're starting with is very simple, very small. It's just a couple of online classes for teens. And the first ones we're starting are, the first one is about um, propaganda and it's called propaganda and the personal. It is a look at the history of propaganda, how it's been used, what it's accomplished, and mostly kind of focusing on how does it work and why does it work? Why, why is it still so effective after all these years, you know, all these, these decades of experience of seeing people manipulated by, you know, obvious and blatant efforts at propaganda, why is it still effective? And so that's kind of the big question of the course. And in the second part of the course, um, students will be asked to sort of look at themselves and how is it that they might be susceptible to propaganda? How, How might they be manipulated and what can they do you know, to protect themselves? How can they, how can they sort of arm themselves against the, this onslaught of information that's designed to manipulate them? So that's the first course. That's propaganda and the personal. Um, the other course, which will be going at the same time, is on common law. It's on our common law foundations. And it's basically asking the question, um, 
you know, what, what is the difference between what's right and what's legal? And what are the different kinds of law? How is how is common law different from statutory law? Okay, now this and, is what's right and what is legal to a child of what age? So we're looking at between teens. So as young as 12, as old as 18. Um, I've had so many requests from adults who want to like pretend that they're teens and, and come in. We may offer a course later on. We may We may offer this for adults, but we really, you know, as you said, we're trying to we need to build the foundations of for for the next generation and the generation after that. So we're really focused on kids and teens and just trying to restore a lot of what has been eroded and under outright assault by government schooling. And I would say also by even in some private schools, um, Oh yeah. A lot, you know, a lot of what you get is just straight up statist indoctrination and more than they that, get a check. Well, yeah, yeah, we do. Um, Most importantly, what we're trying to teach, we're not, so we don't want to just replace the statist indoctrination with libertarian indoctrination. We don't want to, you know, come in and say, okay, those ideas are all bad. You need to take our ideas and, you know, assimilate these. Our real goal with all of this is to nurture children's and teens ability to think for themselves and to navigate for themselves this world of Damn information teenagers thinking for themselves what the hell would I, I know it's do? a scary thought isn't it it's a frightening frightening thought so that's really our mission is to encourage and nurture and help you know to teach if it can be taught and i think in some ways it kind of can independent thinking and rational thinking and how to defend your ideas and how to, how to, you know, learn new things, all the stuff that you think schools were teaching, but in fact, it's kind of the opposite. Um, We're starting with these classes for teens. We're also going to be doing some social events. We're, we're trying to put together before Thanksgiving, a big um, like dance party, a big for families, but with teens in mind to sort of give them back some of what's been stolen from them these past two years. And we're in California. So, you know, even more so here than elsewhere. So we're going to be doing a lot of those kinds of things, social events, um, some in-person learning, but not, sorry, that's my crazy device. Not, um, we're not going after the, the schoolhouse model. We're not, we're not trying to set up, you know, daily classes, five days a week. Um, we're just so it's like of... you want to teach something that is not that fills a void and you can make it available to them when and once they learn it, they learn it when they learn it and how they learn. It, who gives a crap? You know? Yeah. And, and I feel so. Um, and a lot of people sort of in the homeschooling world are seeing that the whole idea of what school is and what learning is, is really changing. People are realizing kids don't have to be sitting in a classroom for six hours a day. Um, they might, you know, they can pro- learn more in a shorter period of time if you do it well. Um, some kind of learning is good to do in groups. Some is not. You know, if you're learning math, for example, a lot of that's, you know, you don't really learn that by discussing it with the groups so much. Um, and there's just, I, I think people are kind of saying. Yeah, the, you the, do. The, math is racist. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, there's that. There's that. Yeah, um, and that's the other that's the other thing. A lot of people, so there are people who are fed up with the masks and the, the vaccine mandates and all that stuff. There are people who are fed up with the indoctrination, but the indoctrination has just reached this this laughable point now where you know, even people who are not kind of, you know, 
in our tribe or who, who haven't been railing against this for years are now being told, you know, their kids are being sent, sent to school where they're being told that they are inherently, you know, bad because of the color of their skin. No, thanks. You know, a lot of just plain. Okay. Let's talk about this a little bit. You know, there, the environment that we have, uh, hoping we're going to get a generation next of not back crap, crazy, irrational, you know, uh, no reality kind of, man, I have no idea what the hell comes out of this, you know? And, but the, um, to have the need and the desire for these kinds of classes, I guarantee is going to be there. I, that, oh, yeah. I mean, just as a parent, I'd be going, Whoa, man. Oh, you got a propaganda, you know, class. Well, sign my crap up, man. You know, have them be able to defend themselves against mind control, which is what this is, okay? So, but you say propaganda and the personal. What the hell does that mean? So it basically means that, so the class will spend a lot of time on the history of propaganda, on its methods, how it works. There will be assignments where where the kids are asked to create a propaganda campaign themselves. So they really get, yeah, to get to see how this stuff works. But but later on in the class, they're going to look, it's going to be a little bit of a self-exploration to look and see, well, how might I be vulnerable? How might, you know, it's, it's kind of easy to, to look at some of the stuff that's being put out there and laugh at it and say, you know, you'd have to be an idiot to believe this, but it's possible that we're all vulnerable to it. It's possible that we all have, you know, certain, um, you know, buttons that can be pushed or, or issues where it's really about fear. And if you have an issue where you are so afraid that you're going to just drop your capacity to reason. And I think we've seen this a lot over the past couple of years, even in libertarian circles where some people have just, you know, who have the capacity to reason and are very smart and can think for themselves, but somehow the fear sets in and takes over instead of in, in place of the capacity to reason. So the, the personal part of this is about looking at that and how can you as an individual identify those areas in yourself where maybe you might be susceptible in this one. In, in, in yeah, you know, that's one thing that they don't teach kids a, a lot. And I think uh, that was something that Donna and I really made a big effort with our kids was that an intellectual armor, you know, that you just mm-hmm. could, you know, cheek off your arm. It didn't penetrate. You know, you could recognize it for what it was. Oh, okay. You're one of them, you know? And, um, you know that, Oh, I, I, I knew how to smell bullshit at four and I'm 14 and that's bullshit, you know? So this is, and, and just to be able to have that initial default reaction to a lot of crap has a big advantage you know, when you're a young person being pressured from every freaking which way, plus sitting in with, you know, 30 to 40 of your peers in a class staring at somebody up front saying what's what, you know, and showing pretty graphics and, you know, a video. And I'm just going, everybody agree that everybody, 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 we all, everybody, yeah, we're all everybody, you know. So just to be able to reason you know, to be able to do critical thinking, hell, to know that those terms even exist. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, um, uh, can see that this would be part of a menu for parents and grandparents that want to, they don't need a, you know, 10 week course of whatever or go all year or all of seventh grade is on whatever. 
It can be how long are these classes when you sign up for your propaganda and the personal, you're going to be um, spending how much time in front of a screen, how much time you know, researching, studying, reading, taking tests. You know, tell me how much time and what is devoted to. So these classes, um, these classes each run for eight weeks and it's the class meets twice a week. So it's an hour meeting, um, you know, probably Tuesday and Thursday morning, depending on, you know, the interest of uh, the schedules of the people who are interested, but it'll be eight, eight, eight weeks long, twice a week, and then there'll be outside assignments. So, um, that's not going to be, all of our classes are not going to be like that. We might have some that go, you know, a full semester. We might have some that are like three weeks long. Um, this is just because of the nature of these classes. They're kind of in between. Okay. So what prompted this? I mean, you're a smart woman that homeschools and takes care of business and rights and got your own pocket. You got something to say and something to share and legacy of, uh, we know better. Um, but you go, I got to do this because, because, because why? So it started at the, the educational part of this. Um, all of this is stuff that I've been thinking about for a long time because it's been pretty clear that the real foundations for a free society have just been, I don't even want to say eroded, like systematically assaulted yeah. and for, for generations. Bond. Yeah. And so it's our job to rebuild those foundations. And one of the most critical of those foundations is a population that can reason, that can think. And um, so, so that's, that's, that's kind of where this started, um, you know, even before the COVID stuff. And then in the past two years, you know, we're witnessing the collapse of our education system, which is fantastic yeah, yeah, because yeah. it sucks. <laughs> um, so, so we need to be building I mean, I've been saying for years, we need to be building the foundations now, you know, before all this stuff's happening, but now we really need to be building it. And there's so much of a need for it because parents are, are at the point where it's like, I don't want my child back in that, but I don't know what to do. And um, so there's a, there are a lot of resources coming up. There are in-person learning. There's, there's people are starting learning pods. They're starting micro schools. They're starting all this yeah, stuff. What is the response from they, them, those? Cause you're in Southern California, man. They, you know, like uh, you're free to do whatever, right. Until they don't like it, you know? So I, I'm what, any resistance you're getting, you know, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> so I don't really talk to they, them, those that much. We've, I mean, Partly, partly because of the way that the social environment is now, it's so divisive and we are being shut out of, of a lot of things. You know, YouTube just decided to censor anyone other than the CDC, basically, and even the CDC when they say the wrong things on vaccine issues. Um, so so we're, I feel like we're, we're even more in our own bubbles. And I don't really try to reach the people who don't already see the problem. Yeah, I, no, how do you of, market though? How do you? you know, yeah, that's you? that's the challenge. That's the challenge because um, I mean, I I post on Twitter. It's a lot of it is word of mouth. I do post stuff on Twitter and on Facebook. I don't know who's seeing it because again, you know, just being being sort of shut out. And I've had more friends, more friends, um, recently unfriend and block me over the last few months than than you know I normally get. And so, but, but I, but I feel like what's happening is there's this, this separation 
between the people who get it and the people who don't get it. It doesn't mean we have to be at odds with each other, but I'm really just trying to reach the people who get that there's a problem. I've also got, so I also started, I have a, a mighty networks group. I'll, I can send you the link for this for parents who just want normal lives for their kids, who just want to, you know, wherever they are, they want to, it's normal. Sort of, you're one of them. Normal. I know. You you can't can't normal. Normal. You're not be allowed to be normal. Right. I'm a crazy person for even saying that word. What's normal? But, this is a group for people who, who want to connect with other parents in their area. Um, to, it's mostly for trying to, for connecting locally. Yeah. I, I don't want to, I don't want to glaze over that because it keeps happening a lot. And I saw the attack on normal, you know, start years ago. Yeah. You ignore me, you're normal. There's no normal. And I get to be, you know, whatever gender this week I want to be in whatever <laughs> color, you know, toenails, I, whatever. And I, I'm, I'm the, the term normal for that to come under such attack, I need to get your response to that, you know, because to me, normal, you know, that's one thing, you know, I, I did think about it there for a while. We've done shows on it and normal to me was, you know, what is um, successful, you know, what is, um, you know, um, uh, creative, what is uh, productive, what is like normal would be all right. Normal would be you have children. You know, normal would be that those children grow up to have children. You know, normal would be that they can feed themselves. Normal would be that they're, you know, not violating someone else's life, liberty, or property. Normal would be, you know, they're not intimidating to someone or, you know, using force or coercion on anyone. Or, you, had, you, know, you know, there is such a thing as normal. I mean, you know, not being, you know, running around hacking people with machetes is probably not normal, you know. So I just want, you know, they may be varying degrees or what is acceptable or tolerable or whatever the hell and I don't careism, but, you know, normal, that's, I, man, I can think of a whole bunch of normal. Why is that word under attack so much? Well, it's, to me, it's interesting because I, I grew up kind of at a certain point, I guess I realized that what was normal around me was dysfunctional. You know, it, it, I went to public school for six years. And so what's considered normal there is not something I would want to be. Um, so I grew up with kind of a, a negative impression of that word. When You know, up until very recently, if I use the word normal, it would be to describe a society that I think is really very broken. Yeah, California. Um, but yeah, but now you know, with the way it's been twisted, the whole, the whole new normal stuff. Um, I, I, I think linguistically, that's kind of a good thing that that's happened because the people who like us, who want an old normal, and actually I'd like something better than the old normal, because I think the old normal was, was kind of messed up. Um, I agree there when, there, there should be this idea of normal. That's exactly what you described. Okay, let's People- think about it a second. We can, we can, you know, Brittany and Ernie come up with a word here. Okay, the new normal. That's a real normal. Uh, not being batshit crazy. Normal. Um, um, something. What would you call that? You know, bring them. You know, it would even be a, a slogan or tagline for your propaganda and the personal. You know, uh, making your kids normal again or something. I mean, you know. What would it be? I don't know. We'll think about it. But yeah, I, I, I'm thinking, maybe? I don't know. Well, it would piss off whatever would piss off the bad guys and be descriptive. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, yeah. you know, if it pissed them off and it, may, it was descriptive, then you're on to something. You're because, winning. Yeah. 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 For the win. You know, um, 
uh, educated, you know, and, and educated, enlightened. Functional, um, maybe functional. Functional. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who the hell wants functional adults? You know, this not the government, you know. <laughs> no, that doesn't help them at all. You know, functional. We're, you're on the right path. There may be another word, but that, yeah. Yeah, that, I think we can do better than that. Yeah, but, uh, you know, that we're on the, you know, um, um, because we're talking about, this is the one thing, Brittany, in the pre-interview real quick, you know, I, I mentioned it because, you know, the audience, like, they're tired of hearing it. But, you know, my whole thing is uh, last year and a half has been a uh, real big focus on community, 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 community. And I'm going, okay. You know, what do I got to do in your community? Well, you're going to have to, well, I don't want to do that. Okay. You know, and what can't I do in your community? They go, well, you can't have, I go, well, I was kind of hoping I have that, you know? And then, you know, what's your conflict resolution? You said, and Pinky swore it on this piece of paper. Well, well, we say you can't go, all right, well, what kind of conflict resolution do we have? So it's, everything's going to be property rights and contract. And this, all these discussions you find out have been happening for history of humanity and sure as hell for the creation of America. And if you look at the Declaration of Independence, it's real simple. Purpose of government, defense of individual rights, doesn't do that. Time to alter or abolish it. You write your duty. Boom. Done. You know? So I'm going, okay, if we do a community, I want this is my one point two, five point six, ten point two acres of you know, it's mine. Okay, now what? Well you want to join the community? Join it. Well is there some you know, slip I got to fill out, you know, is there a contract? Is there a pledge? Is there, you know, I got to like let blood somewhere or something. I mean, what, what do I got to do? You know? And a lot of it is just, you know, you're welcome at whatever event of come, you know, good to see you at the picnic, you know, and then you, you, you know, be gone or you join co-op or you sign into some contract where your vegetables, you know, get put on the shelf at the local store of owned by Fred. I mean, you know, that, you know, these things used to be normal. Okay. This is what happens. So now what do they do? They need to open a butcher shop. They need to have, you know, um, um, where they can age the meat. They need to have a grocery store. They need, they need, they need. And these things are being done. And one of the things that you need is what about the children? So as you're doing all this stuff, the first thing is you got a responsibility to your own family. Well, if there is a mechanism, and oh my goodness, Starlink be a coming. One of these, we'll see how far up Uncle Sam's but Elon Musk is, but you know, if I got ones and zeros that I can go back and forth, we're done. I got power with the, you know, um, solar electric to get decentralized. If I can do power, I got, you know, grow my own food, purify my own water, you know, have a shelter that you can learn to do inexpensively of whatever the hell. And all of that is so that you can raise a family. Well, then you go, okay, then we need to get there, you know, I don't know, their mind right will mind not freaking mush, you know, that they can continue continuing. You know, this is the whole point. So if you have curriculum that that's one big giant less thing you got to worry about, that you have young people and teens, you know, they're, man, they freaking hopefully know how to read, you know, and they can sit down for a couple of minutes and you go through this kind of stuff and they, they haven't thought before. It's like in the Matrix. He goes, why do my eyes hurt? Because you've never used them before. You know, why does my mind hurt? Because you never used it before. You know? So, you know, this is, I can see that this needs to be propagated, not just as the propaganda and the personal, which is a good one to start off with, by the way. You know, yeah. you start off with that, 
but it can grow. And it's not, oh, yeah. you know, you get more and more and more. You got that one under your belt. What's the next one? And the yeah. next one. And the so, next we, one. yeah, we do. So we actually have some other classes coming up. I'm still, I'm still looking, by the way, for, for a couple of great econ teachers. I want to teach some basic Austrian economics courses for teens. Um, but we, pencil. <laughs> we have, yeah, we have um, coming in the spring, we've got a couple of um, literature classes, English literature classes that are just straight literature classes. No, no um, ideological bent. If, if, you know, freedom. William friendly. Shakespeare was a sexist. Right. N- you know, not not that ang- not from that angle. Just looking at the literature. Edgar Allan um, Poe wasn't crazy enough. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's just it's it's. It's literature like 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 it was when I back when I took it in high school, where we just looked at the work and we analyzed it and we talked about, you know, the, the history that was going around at the time. And and it just wasn't there. There wasn't that ideological push. I had a got a lot out of uh, Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn when I was, I don't know, teenager. Yeah. You know, I, I read and I just thought it was and it's a lot of our culture. Yeah, I can get them to whitewash the fence. I mean, there's a lot of. You know, pop culture, it comes out of these books and Americana and and uh, common uh, understanding mythology that we have, uh, sayings and stuff that are lost. And my uh, grandchildren, I got them a nice leather bound copies of Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn, Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Nice. And uh, they read and go through that. But, oh, man, there's some like slave issues in there and, you know, and racist yeah. stuff. But, but here's the thing. I mean, Huck Finn is one of the mo- most powerful anti-slavery right. statements, certainly of that time, even now. And what's what's so awesome about that is that, you know, here's Huck Finn, this this kind of runaway, you know, uneducated kid thinking things through for himself and thinking through the morality of it. And like, you know, this just doesn't sit well with me. I don't think this is right. And that's what everybody needs to do. You know, you don't need, if anything, school squashes that. At least schools the way the way they're being done now. And we need more Huck Finnism. And it's so it's crazy to me that you know that the the anti racists want to censor that. Piece yeah, of work. no, it seems like they it, they needed to perpetuate racism. They were losing it as an issue, and they needed it. You know. Yeah. You know, when I got Stanford University having the uh, black only dorms, I'm going. Hell, man, Wait, my whole true. life they were doing their best to try and, you know, do away with this separate but equal thing. And now you're shoving it People down our in the streets to stop that. You know, I was like, wow, this is really good. So you're in an environment to where whatever it is that you're competing against is not competition. OK, so screw them. And it, and that's one thing that I like about what you're doing is you're not trying to fix, you know, the system. Screw the system. No. You know, no. you just have alternatives and what's the market share there i mean not that it matters you start off early you're the only one and everybody flocks and oh my god but have you got any kind of feedback of what the demand might be we're getting interest we're getting emails from people um i don't know it's it's like it's i I feel like it's the wild west right now i mean we're just jumping out there we're, we're putting out this and other people are too and honestly we need more competition we need more of this going on i i i I would say I wish there was more competition. It's it's starting. People are starting up things like this. They're starting up in-person stuff. 
But as far as market share, I mean, I just, I don't know. I know that homeschooling has, has grown, you know, more than anyone expected it to even these past few years. I know people are looking for. My daughter and daughter-in-law, you know, did it, you know, uh, one, she did her two children again this year. And the other one went back to school after they stopped all their mandate BS and not doing vaccines and all that kind of crap in Arizona. But uh, full year, you know, they did the same curriculum, four kids from 12 down to five. And uh, it was awesome. You know, they they were yeah. very diligent about their work. Uh, she took care of business. They're testing. They took it seriously. And and the one thing was the freedom of homeschooling. You got to go do cool stuff. Right. You know, I'm going, right. hey, Grandpa wants to take you. All right. Well, you're going to have to do your homework, kind of get caught up, not behind whatever it's kind of done. You know, we're going to go to the mine and learn how they, you know, mine gold with yeah. freaking. Oh, we're going to go to an or we'll go to a reenactment of the of the you know Revolutionary War or the you know announcement of the Declaration. That, of that, that one year that they had, they got way more cool stuff. And you know, yeah. aren't you afraid the kids are going to get behind? Behind? Oh, no, right. I'm going to unshackle them from this big giant boulder. Is what I'm going to do. You know. Yeah. So this is um, uh, being marketed. How you know? Just you're you're online. You're doing a little Twitter. This and that. You know, what else can we do? I'm feeling like uh, I need a banner app for Freedom's Phoenix. That's what I think. Yeah, I, I, I that would be love that. I would love that. Um, right on you now. Yeah. yeah, awesome. I mean, yeah, because I've that's the one thing is I really know nothing about marketing. So I've been word of mouthing it. I've been posting it in groups. I've been, um, you know, like I said, posting on Twitter, um, talking with you about it, talking with other people about it. But yeah, I'll. <laughs> okay, I'll two things, app. right? Get get peace. It's for everybody. Everybody get pen and paper. Okay. That's how it works. Here we go. All right. All right. All right. 728 by 90. So 728 pixels wide by 90 tall. That's, you know, one of the, the bigger ads on Freemans Phoenix. Okay. Then in the email dispatch, you know, it's important to get this size, 600 pixels wide by 120 tall. Then I need vertical ones that are 120 wide by 600 tall. And 160 wide by 600 tall. You give me those ads, and I'll blanket the living snot, you know, out of you know the site. Now, the uh, and and if you got, I don't know, you might want to, you know, have more than just one style ad of kind of add more to whatever the hell and change it on a regular basis or something. And I need a link, a landing page for where that goes, and you know, and then we'll pimp the crap out of it. But. It's not just me. This is just to get you started, you know, so that people can see that this is part of the curriculum, you know, the opportunities that are coming. Now, Corbett and I, uh, James Corbett and I do a show weekly, and we've been really pimping blackmarketfridays.com, okay? Now, what we did is years ago, uh, Davy Barker and I came up with blackmarketfriday.info, and the day after Thanksgiving, we were like, oh, Hell no, man. I'm, you know, I don't want to be uh, giving Amazon and Walmart more money, you know. So we were uh, bringing that down and just having people go to uh, uh, Craigslist and offer silver or something. I mean, you know, learn how to use crypto. It was, mm -hmm. you know, one day at a year. Holy crap. And then oh. it got so bad. Corporate and I go, yeah, we got to do this every Friday because damn, I mean, you know, we got to wait till next year kind of crap. So it's blackmarketfridays.com, nice. which goes to blackmarketfridays.com IPFS version. If you 
Go to it now. Let me go ahead and do it now because, you know, you see. So uh, where is this at? I go to Black Market Fridays. Black Market Fridays.com. Okay, now what we did is we put it on IPFS also to make sure that, you know, it never goes anywhere of anywhere. And we're gone, Ross. Going, going, gone, Ross. Gone, Galt. Gone, Ross Ulbrich. You know, you guys want to play? We're going pirate. Screw all y'all. All right? We made this very simple HTML kind of, you know, quick and down and dirty business listings by category, newest, whatever. So this is where in the black market Fridays, we are freaking outside of the system. And so pirate, we got pirate pirates think we're crazy. Okay. So this is where one of the places you should market your thing just out of principle of building this. When we did this last year, when we first started 200 vendors signed up in a day. Wow. You know, it wow. was just, you know, boom, or within an hour, I don't know, a couple of days, whatever it was. And so I'm just going, this is where we're, you know, test marketing a lot of this stuff. Also, I'm going to try and make use of um, uh, working with Foster Gamble on Thrive. Thrive 2, I was really impressed with. Have you seen that documentary? No, I had. It's it's on my list Go of things watch that we just seen yesterday. Pay yeah. the money. Yeah whatever yeah. the hell oh, yeah. can join the thing because uh you know of all the stuff that we're talking about you know i i w- did a show with him yesterday and i watched the the documentary the movie the night before and i was so in inspired and impressed that i was like damn what big giant less thing i gotta do you know mm-hmm. so i'm going all right well we'll, we'll go ahead and awesome. you know see what we can work i'm, I'm gonna you know, play with it and start because I don't do social media because I don't do social media because social media sucks. Yeah. But we have, you know, declare your independence with Ernest Hancock Telegram, you know, that I've kind of been ignoring past week and I've been sick. I just can't I just can't take it, man. You know, and then um, uh, uh, Love Bus Liberty Tour. And uh, between those two, I get a lot of great stories and communication and stuff with people. And when the noise gets high or somebody's just there spamming, trolling, whatever, and you're deleted, you know, I'm a benevolent dictator, but I am the dictator. I just want to make sure everybody knows that. So, you know, the um, uh, I'm looking for expansion of these kinds of opportunities in communities that need them because it used to be we cast our net wide and we we go do the signs and we got you know the bus out there and we're doing a lot of activism and how many minds can we free to the point now it's how many asses can we save and the first ones you need to have is mom and dad to be able to save their freaking next generation of teenager you know so this is you get me the marketing material so that we can start pushing it on these places and one of the things, and you can report back to me and let me know how it's working and everything. Yeah. Watch the Thrive documentary, then go join their thing and doing. we're doing an affiliate code, kind of make use of their stuff. Because we have a, an app. If you go to um, 
All right, gosh darn it. We're all about solutions here. Let's do it. And then we need to get you, uh, you know, on Corbett. That'll launch you. That'll freaking make it go work. Yeah. You know, send me a thing, you know, uh, for an introduction for James Corbett, and I'll make sure that um, we get you over to there and in line awesome. or something. Because, uh, you know, Corbett does anything, and it freaking blows up all over the place, you know. Yeah, um, so let's see. I want to go to here, and then I want to go to here. Boom, boom, boom. All right. So when you go to Pirates here, what you'll see is the letters of Mark, okay? Yeah. You get it on Amazon or you can go online here. So you click on the letters of Mark there and the letters of Mark and Reprisal. Now, Reprisal's fourth letter is Scuttlebutt. What Scuttlebutt is about is a reputation. It's kind of like um, Yelp for people, you know, uh, uh, imagine a rating ranking system on eBay and Yelp and you get, but the people giving the reputation has a reputation for I, where I give a crap about their reputation given, you know? Yeah. So yeah. as time goes on and they'll get gamed and trolled and whatever for the first, who gives a crap. But after a year or two or three, all of a sudden you start out in the sociopaths. This is what has always happened in the movement. There has mm -hmm. always been, you know, the the uh, bad guys being bad. And what do you do? You know, and you, you got to suffer them all the time, you know. So you need a community that has a, uh, a forever community because the bad guys are doing it. Hell, they're retina scanning the crap out of me and doing minority report of pre-crime of I'm getting what. You know, oh, yeah. OK. Yeah. Well, we need to do that. Have our own databases, our own people of you're not a scumbag, you know, or you are. Get the hell out of our community. So this yeah. is. And oh, but then how would you know it's about biometric DNA retina scan of I don't give a crap. Suck it. You know, this is you want to get on my precariat ship. Guess what? I know that that's who you really are, you know. And everybody, yeah. you know, has done reputation. If you're going to be on the list, be on top of the list. It's safer there. I mean, you know, got to be a transparent and out in the open. So these are the things that I'm seeing as time goes on that we have to use to uh, because the liberty community is open, transparent, out in the open, no force, coercion. You know, we uh, take care of each other by knowing what the risks are and who the risks are and uh, trying to build people that aren't risks. I mean, you know, they, you know, take care of themselves. So yeah. this is what I'm thinking. And of course I would want to include Brittany Schaefer's efforts into the teenage mind or education options or more tools for parents to be able to do this. And, and what's my secret power, Captain Mark? Huh? Huh? He knows a guy or gal, you know what I mean? I know somebody. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to help pimp and promote whatever it is awesome. that you're doing. But that's I need awesome. your help to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can send you all this stuff. Um, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, because, um, no, that's great. That's great. So the first thing is start artwork on getting me those ads and start putting yeah. it on. Go yeah. to blackmarketfridays.com. You just send an email and just send it and Mike takes care of it. And it's all old school and uh, get into the community. And then... Um, uh, watch the, your, your homework assignment is watch the thrive Two documentary oh, yeah. and, um, uh, go ahead and get in with the whatever. Cause we're going to be trying that. I haven't done this before. I hadn't joined anybody else's crap. We got Freemans Phoenix thing. We got our own kind of stuff and so on, but 
um, uh, they said all the right things. And, you know, you being you and your your parents' daughter kind of men, you get, you know, you all, I was sitting there analyzing every freaking word they were saying. I'm going, come on, where's the chink in the armor here? You know, it's got, and I and it's decentralization down to the individual of which they have the resources, infrastructure to help promote things like what you're doing. So I'm nice. going, this nice. is a platform exactly what I was hoping would come out of this kind of stuff. And it's always when the bad guys being bad, you know, and the good guys, you know, get off their butt and start doing stuff like Brittany Schaefer. Feel me? This is our time. This is what we need. We need to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. This is no, uh, why, lots more. Why, why this particular um, uh, offering first? Did you see this is the biggest need and why teenagers and why, you know, propaganda and the so, partly partly because this is what we had ready so you know it takes it takes a while to develop a course this is a class that the person who's going to be teaching this has already taught a version of this for at the college level and so this is a class we already had ready um the other class the same thing it's 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 ready to go and I also feel like yeah there is a big need for this this is like this so kind of hits the spot we, we do intend to, to produce classes on literature, history, economics. We're focusing on the humanities more so that we're not doing STEM. I feel like you can get that, any, not anywhere, but you can, you can get STEM elsewhere. Um, we're we're going to be doing all that other stuff. But yeah, I feel like the, propag the propaganda and the common law thing really get to the heart of where we are right now and, and the issues that need that need to be addressed and that kids need to be aware of, that teenagers need to be aware of. Okay, I can see why Brittany Schaefer would see that being important as a, an essential part of being freaking a useful adult. But um, uh, who else would? What do you think your market is? I mean, is, it, is this becoming... More, I think anyone, anyone who... So, and it's not just for homeschoolers. It can be any... It can be kids who are in school who are able to you know, if they can, if they can make, make the times, um, and videos will be available later uh, at a lower rate. Like for, if you sign up for a premium membership, you'll have access to the videos, but the, the market, I think it's anyone who recognizes what's going on. It, they don't have to be completely on our page or really get all of it, but anyone who sees that we are being inundated with propaganda, that we're being manipulated and who wants their kids to do to be defended against that who wants you know wants them to be are aware. you looking to set up a uh mark a class um see the reason i bring this up it, this is what happened you know who richard grove is from tragedy and hope i've heard the name before i don't really richard know grove tragedy and hope.com has a program called autonomy right uh, okay autonomy is a uh kind of a similar you know a classroom setting but it's a 12 week of a you know, you got to listen to Richard say everything about everything. And then you got a community and they, you know, cross, you know, uh, pollinate from different classes and they interview each other. And it, yeah, it's an online community and it's been doing really well. We have uh, gotten a few people from that that has come up to join this community or at least be employed to help, you know, work yada, 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 yada. Um what they do is uh, one of the things that they offer is the marketing for what you're doing. You know, the mm. mechanism by which it would be a paywall, you know, how it gets marketed, how it gets, you know, done. Now, they set it up, you know, guitar classes 
Jordan Page did that with them, and he's being successful. Benny Wills is up here right now. You know, we're hanging. And uh, his Parhesia, which is a, you know, how to get, um, you know, express yourself to friends and family and still get invited from, you know, that was Thanksgiving, and you still get to go to the Christmas party, you know what I mean, kind of thing. And mm-hmm. um, so he's financially uh, getting a chunk out of that. It's working well. So this seems... You know, a lot of the same type of marketing, the same kind of audience, the same kind of infrastructure of what autonomy is doing. Now, autonomy's got their own thing or they might charge for whatever, but that's another one that you need to go take a look at. Yeah, you know? definitely. And the some of the guys that are here now I can talk to are ones that help set up the classes for Jordan and Benny. Nice. You know, so this is... That's one thing that I found in the Liberty community. There's such quality people, quality ideas and quality. You know, they just don't know about each other as much. You know, a lot of times of what's available. Organization isn't really our strong suit. Um, No, I I definitely can put people in contact with each other, but I I'm not the organizer guy. Because I'm not the yeah. organizer guy. Well, and I see, you know, I see what's now happening now, I think, is a lot of, there are a lot of different efforts coming together. People are, there, for example, there are job sites being set up. You know, um, if you don't want to have to get the vaccine, you can go to this job site and look for, and so there are a bunch of those. There are markets coming up. Oh, and yeah, that is definitely, I'm glad you brought that up because I am, you know, that somebody that shows up on time and reliable and responsible and takes care of themselves and kind of doesn't want to get a shot. Crap, man. That must shoot you to the top of the list. You right. Have exactly. A list. That's the person I want to hire. Yeah. yeah we find that list. And the uh, teachers that are going to, you know, teach my kids not to be back crap crazy. Okay. Now, when you teach the actual class, how many instructors are there? What are you doing? If I, you know, sign up and my kid, I go here, you know, turn on the computer and, don't bother me for a couple hours. I mean, you know what? What is the experience they're getting? So it's so it's um, they're a little bit different. The propaganda class, each one is taught by one instructor, and they're not going to be huge classes. Like with the propaganda, we're limiting it to thirty, um, and there will be classroom interaction. So there will be there will be questions. You'll be able to speak with the professor. You'll be able to ask questions. Um, and with the other class, the common law class, that's going to be a lot more Socratic. It's going to be a lot more. It, it, they are going to be using a text. Again, it's one teacher using some texts, um, you know, on the Constitution, on common law. But it's going to be a lot of questioning the students. That's going to be much more, you know, asking. Sorry, that's my little alarm. Um asking the students to think through things themselves and getting them to engage with the material and then going off in directions. Like if a question comes up from the students, there will be some independent research and the class will kind of go in that direction. So that's a little bit more student led, you know, starting with the core curriculum, but really the, the goal there is to get the students really engaged. I mean, it is everywhere, but to, to get questions from the students and to, to really get them doing a lot of their own work in you know, Discovery. okay, let me, let me, we talk, start talking about propaganda and the personal, you know, it's going to get to where when you're talking about uh, government and politics and philosophy, um, you know, you're going to wind up with, you know, there's going to be some kids going to go, you know, total anarchist or someone's going to be, you no, know, we got to have a constitution. My grandpa said, and you know, yeah, how, come, how yeah. come we're not pledging allegiance and you know, whatever. So I'm just wondering, 
um, you know, up front, are you kind of of the 30 kids, you know, a couple of you aren't going to be here, you know, because, <laughs> you know, we're going to go dark. Uh, your, your grandma's not going to like it, you know. So yeah. how, how are you marketing that? Um, Pretty hardcore, I think. I think we're being pretty upfront about, I mean, not hardcore in the sense of you're going to come out of this class a total anarchist, but. Then what the pretty, hell do you want to do it for? Yeah, then what's the point? Um, just being pretty honest about the nature of propaganda and the ugliness of what we're up against right now, because, you know, you're not going to see that in the mainstream. And, um, you know, yeah, people are going to come to different conclusions about it and people are going to be coming from different perspectives. And there's not an expectation that everybody comes out of the class with the same view or, you know, with a certain mindset about propaganda or with or about common law. It's more um, it's more to introduce the ideas and to really get kids thinking about what's going on and to, and to give them the tools to to be able to navigate a world in which this stuff is going on. You know, I see the value of it. I understand what you're doing. I think it needs to be promoted because I know how serious you are about this kind of thing. And, you know, and I, I, I don't quickly, easily just go, yeah, 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 I'm all in. Let's, you know, kind of do it. Give me ads, then, you know, unless it's uh, Britney. Okay. So, you know, the fact, because I know that this is, you're the kind of person that once you sink your teeth into this kind of stuff, you're going to do it. You know. Oh yeah, and, yeah. It's and, the classes are ready. They're they're ready to go. It's just getting the word out and getting getting people. Well, freaking waiting on you now. You know. You know. Give yeah. give me this stuff. To, you know, yeah, yeah, to yeah. Promote. I will get this to you. Thank you so much. And then yeah. we'll go ahead and start promoting it in uh, various different groups. Go ahead and do the Black Market Friday thing. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Engage with them a little bit. Do the Thrive, you know, thing just because we'll see how that goes. You know, I, I'm I'm willing to give that a test and. The biggest reason is the way they did when they started with Thrive One, uh, I didn't think that they really had a full understanding of how to leverage uh, social media in such a way that the people were uh, autonomous, that they did it themselves, that it was organic. You know, they were trying to control a bit more. Let's go do what mm -hmm. we want to do kind of thing. And I'm going, no, you got to create the infrastructure for them to do what they want to do. You know, and then you kind of wow. leverage, you know, contacts amongst each other. Everybody's yeah. got their own thing. You don't got to tell these are self-starters anyway. You get, it's like with the Levolution. They wanted to create Campaign for Liberty and tell the people what to do. I'm going, oh, yeah, that'll work, you know. But the uh, so this is, you know, it, it's much more spontaneous order, more like a, a Levolution thing that I'm used to with the decentralization of everything. And people yeah. willingly want to share whatever it is that they're doing and add to this crescendo of whip uh, government's ass, you know, by ignoring them. I, yeah, you know, exactly. we just got to ignore them out exactly. of existence, make them obsolete. Yeah. So that's where I'm encouraging this. I don't want to fix anything. You know, I just want to no, let it crumble, let it, let it fall by the wayside. And we're just building something new. So this is a part of that. And I want to help because I really, really, really do want to help. And I've been, screaming this forever you need to have the little red brick schoolhouse and if it comes framed on a computer screen fine i don't care you know but there needs to be these kinds of options and for parents and grandparents to be able to go look i bought this 
curriculum for you. I bought this one class. I bought this one perspective. I bought go do this, get an A, and freaking I'll buy you a bicycle or something. I mean, you know, whatever. You know, you know, I'll, I'll let you work yeah, for me for the thing summer. You can give to your, yeah, you can give to your kids. You can give to your grandkids. Yeah. <laughs> so this is something I'm in. So awesome. Thank I'm, you. So what are you going to hear me say now? Send you the ads, send you the, send you the material, go watch thrive. And yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting on you now. That, that, that you know, here we go. You know, you're, yeah. Oh, Ernie, I need you to need you to what do with all this, you know, they're done. Okay. So this nope, is what I've we're going to do. And I've got my homework. Be a big ad to the community. You know, Brittany Schaefer, this is, you know, freaking thank you for doing this and thinking of us. And uh, we're going to do what we can to start building this up. And, I, and I'll and i put you in contact with, um, yeah, I think I, I know who to have you talk to about autonomy with uh, Richard Grove's thing. Because awesome. uh, th- what you're trying to do is kind of what they set up for people, you know. Okay. And uh, okay. they may be of use or not or whatever, but, you know, it's a, it's a good place to start at least to, you know, get off the dime on, you know, some marketing stuff. But, uh, yeah. Brittany, give out some web pages and stuff. Tell people where they need to go. I'm, I'm sending it all. I will send this to you later today. All right. Thank you. Well, right. web pages, people go find out and sign up right now. Where do they go? Oh, the web page right now is www freoganfellowship.org and I'll spell that it's f-r-e-o-g-a-n-f-e-l-l-o-w-s-h-i-p.org if you go there go to uh, you can read more about it and then you can just click on the contact us button and email for with any questions or to sign up okay I gotta I gotta do freogan cause cause damn it it's gonna bog the crap out of me if I don't find out for Yogan, Wiktionary, as if, you know, that matters. Yes. You know, uh, let's see. Alternative forms, epistemology from Proto-West Germanic uh, meaning, pronunciation. Yeah, that's all very interesting. What does it mean? Words uh, of the same origin as. Old English. Old English comes from, okay, detailed word of origin, language to dislike. To hate, to hate, persecute. Old English, to hate, the. Persecute. Oh, you've got Fiogan. That that's Fiogan. Not it's. There's not an R in there. Uh, okay. Oh, Friogan is what? Oh, okay. Yeah. F F R E O G A N. And Ernie, I actually have to get going because I've got I've I've got somebody on my podcast coming on in just a minute. Okay. Go 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 go. Wait 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 wait. To liberate. Wait, let's, let's to free. Let's, to there, liberate. There to love. Honor. Uh, all right. All right. We're in better company now. All right. Yes. Yeah. That's the one. That's the right. one. You know, to free and love, to love freedom, to love them, to be free. Brittany Schaefer. Peace. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you so much. And I will send this stuff to you. All right. Thanks. Waiting on you. Thank Here you. we go. Bye. All right. Bye. It's time for Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us. But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember. I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. 
I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! Independence of me here in Stancock. And we are broadcasting still from the Columbia River next to the Washington Canadian border of you figure it out. Because um, up here, the community is uh, freaking rock and rolling and whatnot. But it's getting cold. It's getting lay cold. And I'm, I'm lay, don't like lay cold. So we're going to go ahead and, uh, yeah, I'm good, Donna. Thanks. The um, What we're going to go ahead and do is talk to. Uh, Dave Ridley, because we talked with uh, Mike Sylvia, the legislator in New Hampshire, and um, uh, another gentleman that is working on secession for New Hampshire. Now, David Ridley is a an activist there, and he knows what's up, and he wanted to fill in some blanks, of which I would like to continually walk this through and see where it's going and what and what we can learn from it. And one thing that I liked about this particular piece of legislation is it was so simple. Where I'm a big declare your independence kind of guy. And to a candid world, let me tell you why they suck and we want to do it. And here's this long letter. Where this one was that I break with thee, I break with thee, and we're done. And I go, okay. Yeah, why? Yeah, it doesn't matter. We're done. And I'm going, okay, well, there's enough good reasons. So, you know, that'd, that'd be a thing to talk about. Now, Dave moved to New Hampshire for freedom. He just... You know, don't get mad, you know, uh, make a video. <laughs> so David was always making, you know, Ridley report was awesome. And of course the man did not like it. He was one of the early, you know, slap him around kind of guys. And, uh, they didn't like it. You know, really takes you to the front lines of the peaceful, but you know, pistol pack and struggle for freedom. America's least authoritarian state, New Hampshire. Yeah. You never know. It keeps changing all the time with, Ambush interviews of politicians and anti-aggressionist commentary. This is live free or die country, damn it, where a hidden history unfolds before your eyes. Now, Dave has been, um, uh, his most recent activism, he went as Bitcoin Gandhi in support of the Crypto 6 that the FBI, you know, attack. they're still doing whatever the hell they're doing. They're, they just want headlines for when they want headlines, and they drag it out for whatever, and, you know, God knows what happens. But it's just so corrupt, you know, everything. And um, Dave wanted to bring attention to this, and he traveled across New Hampshire uh, as Bitcoin Gandhi. He stayed in character. He wore the robe, He'd, you know, uh, sandal footing it across the state. You know, to, you know, break the law like, you know, making salt on the ocean, which was the British Empire in India, said, no, you can't do that. It's illegal. Oh, well, we're going to go do your, violate your stupid law. And one of the laws was be handing documentation or documents, you know, to federal employees and federal land. He goes, well, guess what I'm doing? I'm going to break your stupid law and let's, let's go do it. And he brought a lot of attention to this. Now he wants to bring attention to New Hampshire secession 
from the United States of America federal government. You know, all right, Dave, is that enough prep? We got, we know what we're talking about here. Now I know who I am. Yeah, now you know who you are. Okay. <laughs> well, go ahead and um, tell us why you're so interested in this particular legislation and where we're at with it. Well, it's connected to what you were just talking about. Because if you think about, you know, for, you know, almost 10 years, basically, I guess more than 10 years, I did the, the uh, RidleyReport.com. I'm still doing it technically, but being deplatformed from YouTube, I just don't have an audience. So if I can't get the word out the normal way, let's do something different. So I and others requested an independence bill, which forces the authorities to pay attention again and forces the public to pay attention again because we've been silenced so much, right? Not, and not everybody's silenced in the same way, but it hit me harder, I think, than most in terms of just the number. I just got hit so many times by YouTube. You know, I at first, they, you know, my hits went down by two-thirds in, in 2013, and then in 2018, they went down by another two-thirds, and then they went down by another two-thirds, and then they started banning my videos and telling me that if I put up another video that they had, you know, if I got another strike, they'd take down all, you know, 2,000 of my videos, or roughly, I don't know how many it is now, but, so, uh, you know, there, we have to do something else, right? This is, uh, this is a good time to push independence forward, and it seems like the timing has been almost perfect, you know, because when we first uh, started this, uh, we weren't sure that maybe we were early. Uh, not it wasn't really easy to get a rep to, to sponsor it at first. And um, it, uh, what we discovered is that as soon as after Mike, as soon as Mike Sylvia sponsored it, we had this federal vaccine mandate come down. Right, so it was perfect timing. And then the union leader set up a poll right about the same time on their front page. That's the main newspaper in New Hampshire, and. It was not scientific, but it showed 71% support among respondents for, um, they want, it's a little bit complicated, they want, this, they want the state reps to vote in favor of this constitutional amendment. Uh, that doesn't mean they'll vote, you know, when it comes to their ballot in their town, they might not vote for it, but they want it, they want to be able to vote on independence, right, 71%. Right, right, right. Yeah, that, that's awesome. You know, they go, yeah, maybe we will, maybe we won't see how you piss us off between now and then. Yeah, and and again, you know, it's you, it, it's a question of it's it's like Ray Kurzweil used to say: if I'm going to invent something, I can't be inventing it for what's needed now or for what's needed 20 years from now. I need to be aiming three three to five years from now. And so the situation right now, that's not it's not going to be like this four months from now. The situation will have degenerated by then, almost certainly. There'll be some new abuse. Maybe you know, maybe they'll do another raid in New Hampshire, which is. We wouldn't. I don't think we'd be having this independence drive if it hadn't been for their raid on all, all these different Bitcoin businesses in New Hampshire. Yeah, can you give an update on that real quick? Well, everyone's out on bail right now. There's six guys arrested. Well, one, one uh, two women and four men arrested in March of 2021. Uh, we call it the 316 incident. Um, and the, the federal government, you know, put a Bearcat and a like an armored vehicle and a drone through through the uh, through the front window of Free Talk Live, which is New Hampshire's syndicated Liberty Liberty radio show. It's probably the most I think the most listened to libertarian radio show in the world. Um, and part, they, they, they said their reason for doing that was because, uh, you know, Ian, the the main host was. Uh, money laundering with Bitcoin by selling too much of it without asking enough KYC questions, and essentially he wasn't he wasn't 
uh, betraying his customers to the extent that the federal government thought he should. Right. <laughs> you know, this is uh, where are we at on it? Is there trial dates coming to keep dragging it out? What are they doing? It seems likely the trial will be about a year from now, or a series of trials, presumably, or maybe they'll just try them all collectively. They like to do collective things, right? Um, Rich Paul was uh, the one most recently uh, released only a month ago. I think they held him for six, about six months. Uh, and he is one of the co-hosts on Free Talk Live. They held him longer because he had a, a felony on his record and because he likes to talk about shooting government people, which would probably be better if he wasn't doing that. Right. Um, and it'd be better if people didn't didn't do that because uh, the the uh, the numbers are in, right? We know what works and what doesn't against government. And it's apparently about twice as effective if you, re- if you resist nonviolently, that's twice as likely to succeed in getting your your uh, your state independent oh, from your central government. Successful when you freaking ignore them and you're ignoring them and you don't have to look at them and you're ignoring them. Yes, the, the success rate does go up to 100% if you can get 3% of the population doing something to the central government. You know, this has been kind of where you delve. Your, your whole mindset has been uh, ridicule. That's, you know, one of the things. And, um, you know, this secession movement or this idea, is it to become a movement? Is it just for New Hampshire? Is it to inspire others? Is it to start a conversation? Is it to actually do it? I mean, what what is your motivation behind supporting this? Well, I should clarify, doing something peaceable to the central government, usually in the way of civil disobedience or something along those lines. But, um, uh, yeah, uh, I think the, the importance of getting other states inspired to, to move forward is good. That's probably one of the most important things. I don't I don't see this being like a one state leaves type situation. It doesn't really work that way. Like when we want, you know, when when um, uh, when Estonia left the Soviet Union, it didn't end with Estonia. It ended with the Soviet Union. Right? It, um, and you know, uh, when Slovenia left Yugoslavia, there's no more Yugoslavia. Right. So not really. And that I think, you know, the strength in numbers is, is useful. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, his historical precedent is that you want to be the first one out the out the door, right? You, you want to be the, you want to be out the egg, out the exit before anybody else, um, and you will fare better if you do that. I mean, if you look at how well Estonia did compared to Ukraine and Chechnya, if you look how well Slovenia did compared to Kosovo, then you know it, you want to be fast out. Yeah, because if you're dragging it out and there's somebody wanting to, you know, keep you in or be in charge of whatever it is, and then they got guns and now it's quit it and crap happens. But, you know, um, I don't, well, you know, see, it's hard to make any kind of, everybody thinks it can't happen here, you know, you know, all America would never do that, you know, but um, yeah, they, them, those, man, they're not digging anybody being an inspiration to others and saying, and we're out, you know. So the legislation itself is pretty simple. Do you, do you have, I mean, what does it say? It says. Uh, yeah, I have, I have news on that front. Actually, the leg- legislative services, a key hurdle has actually been passed in the sense that legislative services has already returned the legislation to Mike Sylvia completed, ready to go. And it looks fine. Uh, they didn't mess it up. I mean, I, maybe I'm missing something, but I don't think any of us have seen a problem well, with two it. Two sentences. Read it for us. Uh, let's see. I'm looking for the current 
uh, wording here, legislative service. There's a post on shiresociety.com that I'm opening right now. Legislative services approves constitutional amendment for NH independence. And I click on the PDF to see the thing itself. And I get taken somewhere else. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, talk among yourselves for a sec while I pull, well, I pull this up. Time. It's all good. You know, I'm, um, I don't have it. Do I have it here printed out? You know, uh, let's see, next to my heart, 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 heart. You know, because um, I remember when I was talking to Sylvia, I, I had it printed out, and it was, uh, um, so, yeah, Donna doesn't have it here. The um, It was real simple. It was, uh, you know, the New Hampshire is no longer aligned with the United States government, and we can take on the powers of a sovereign nation and do what we want and suck it. I mean, basically, you know. Okay. You got it? Here here we go. Um, concurrent resolution proposing constitutional amendment relating to independence, providing that the state peaceably declares independence from the United States and proceeds as a sovereign nation. Be it resolved by the House of Representatives, the Senate concurring, that the Constitution of New Hampshire be amended as follows. That the first part of the Constitution be amended by inserting after Article 7 the following new article. Article 7A, independent nation. New Hampshire peaceably declares independence from the United States and immediately proceeds as a sovereign nation. All other references to the United States in this constitution, state statutes and regulations are nullified, unquote. Now there's more to it here, but I, I don't know how far you want me to go. No, no, I, that, you know, keep going until, see, that's one thing. It, it started off real simple like that. Now they're adding stuff. I want to know what they're adding. All right, keep going. Yeah, I mean, I think they're just like there's procedural stuff that that has to be added. I get, I'm not I'm not saying I, I don't see anything that I obviously object to. Well, go ahead and it read would be better. It. Wanted... Small. Okay, so the rest of okay, so the rest of it. Let's see. Um, two that the above amendment proposed to the Constitution be submitted to the qualified voters of the state at the state general election to be held in November 2022. Ooh, Three. Okay that the selectmen of all towns, cities, wards, and places in the state are directed to insert in their warrants for the said 2022 election an article to the following effect to decide whether the amendments of the Constitution proposed by the 2022 session of the General Court shall be approved, unquote. And it goes on, and I guess I think it just gets more and more no, administrative as it goes along. Like yeah, and I think that stuff that, like, any amendment has that stuff added to it. Okay. Obviously, we have to look at it closely to make sure there's anything stuck in something sneaky in there, but none of us have seen anything sneaky yet. And I see every time I look, they freaking scumbags. So um, what you've done is we're going to declare independence, and all of the jurisdictions are going to be doing the counting of general assembly, I mean, like, you know, the voting of the people, you know, when they vote, that their vote is uh, articulated, counted, uh, you know, put on the list and kind of this is the will of and we're done. Okay, so this is uh, but the actual resolution itself is pretty freaking simple. We are we break with thee, we break with thee, we break with thee and you're done. Okay, so then what? Well, you get to be your own country and do whatever the hell you want. They were, yeah, but then you'll, like, be your own country and do whatever you want. I, I don't know what the argument is on the other side. You know, we need New Hampshire to help fund the war or something. I mean, what's the other side saying, if anything? 
Well, I would say the the objection that appeals to me the most, the, the thing that I would say is the strongest objection, and I'm glad I'm hearing it. People are bringing it up. They'll say, uh, well, uh, if we, you know, if if the 50 states are not together, if we leave the union or whatnot, especially if other states do the same thing, uh, that will provide create a power vacuum that China will fill. And I think the bring I think your the bring end- yourself over here. I'll show you a rifle behind every blade of glass. You freaking scumbag piece of crap. It's, of not, blah, 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 blah. it's not that simple anymore. Uh, the China victory scenario is not pie in the sky. And I think the solution to it may uh, be for New Hampshire and the other states simply to join NATO. Oh, yay. Well, I mean, if you think about it, we've always said that we wanted a federal government that leaves us alone. What does NATO do to its member states? It it leaves them alone. I don't know. They're going into Norfolk Navy base now. You know? Yay. (laughs) This is, um, you know, I'm not as worried when they want to they have a naked aggression against a small state like new hampshire and you got you know china i'm like all right how how the hell are they doing that they're going into portsmouth i mean they're going to you know have aircraft carriers coming into whatever and if they did it would be with you know general miley telling them to go get new hampshire because then they'll have to go to the u.s come save them or some crap you know i i just i'm not i don't operate from fear F them, man. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. care. Uh, well, you know, and the, and the Costa Ricans don't operate out of fear either. They have no army. They have no alliances. And yet the Chinese haven't, you know, I have not yet heard a single story of the Chinese government bothering Costa Rica. So it's, it's possible that none of these Of course they're going to say China or Russia, Russia, Russia. You know, what else did you think? You know, like you go, well, the, you know, the one argument that kind of, you know, gets my attention and kind of scares me is China's going to come out. Oh, shut up. You know? I, well, I don't know. They're not they're not to be underestimated, but there's many different ways to deal with them without China. It's the philosophy. I don't give a shit about China. It's the Marxist philosophy of we rule you and we can we got nukes. I go, well, get in line with 15 gazillion other conquering Klingon Ferengi that want to come kick my ass. You know, this is it's a philosophy that we're up against. I am not. It's not a country. The country is just a yeah. whip. That's true. I mean, it wouldn't be a problem if it were under, you know, if it were under a uh, democratic or mon- even monarchist government, probably. Uh, maybe you look at Russia, you know, it's not particularly democratic. It doesn't have a particularly good leader, but it's really not that much of a threat. And that's that's because they're just not that. I know who the hell I'm afraid of. Afraid of Washington, D.C. Yeah. and freaking Canada. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. a lot closer. They're a lot scarier. Yeah, Canada's going to, you know, you're, you got to worry about freaking well, no. Montreal. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not worried about Canada, just Washington. Why? 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 You're so worried about China, you're not worried about Trudeau? I mean, seriously. No, not really. No. You should be worried about Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, there's only there's only one country in the world, other than the United States, that's, that's scary, and it's China. Ah, that's this week. You know, this is mm-hmm. it's all philosophy. I'm telling you, man. I'm old enough to be paying attention enough that it's all about you know who's going to be in charge. Why? Because they should be in charge. Why? Because they got the right mindset, the right government, the right going to make you, the right propaganda, the right something. To think China is a threat to freedom is not to be thinking this all the way through. They are coming. It's always, you know, fear, uncertainty and doubt. 
China might as well be the FBI. I mean, you know, what's the freaking difference? So you somebody's going to be, oh, but but China, they look different. You know, what the hell's the difference? They come in with force, fear, coercion, you know, you know, and maybe a suitcase of money for politicians, and then they're going to do whatever. And I go, it's the attitude that they're worried about. When you have New Hampshire even come up with a declaration of independence and actually does it with support of the people, it's not China you're worried about. It's everybody else that is worried about their people being of secession-minded. It's what happened with the United States of America in the beginning because all the monarchies just started to fall. And then after World War II, the biggest effort that the British Empire went through is just to maintain freaking control, that they even get to exist. They got to go on a worldwide tour of, you know, ain't, ain't our queens pretty? You know, ain't our princesses pretty? Ain't they <laughs> nice and they got kids and kind of, please don't kill us, you know? So this is... I've seen that this has been the number one thing with the British Empire is to maintain that they even the monarchy even gets to exist because all these monarchs were dropping like flies, certainly after World War Two. And so now we have the democracies or these republics or this freedom oriented whatever, you know, was, you know, rising up everywhere and they getting been getting lopped off one at a time, lopped off, lopped off. And we got to have a totalitarian, authoritarian, communist, Marxist revolution regime of Australia, New Zealand, Canada, all of Europe, you know, the United Kingdom everywhere. And where's the last one? Well, they, you know, me too and come after America because it's a plum, the last low-hanging fruit or not so low-hanging fruit that they got to come after. Well, what are they doing it with? Marxist ideology. Every freaking where you turn, you know, well, who's that? Russia, 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 China. It's they, them, those. It's freaking the World Economic Forum and Davos, United Nations, and every freaking buddy else around the planet. It's not China. It's everybody. China's just, you know, part of the the money scheme, you know, part of the, you know, the fuel for it. (laughs) But this whole thing, we are under attack with an ideology from everywhere to try and put a laser beam and say it's China is not to understand what's really hell going on. It's freaking everywhere. It's in the, you know, I'm more worried about, you know, the public the government school system than I am Beijing. You know, what the hell I give a shit about Beijing? They're not the ones indoctrinating my kid down the street. Well, actually, there is quite a bit of there's quite a bit of speech restriction being imposed inside the United States by Beijing. So it's not something to be not to be taken lightly. But I agree with you that this isn't. No, 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 you got to dwell on that. All right, Beijing is, you know, is uh, uh, limiting my speech, not Google or YouTube or Amazon or you know, uh, uh, the yeah, server cloud. Of, I mean, who, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, but where did where did Google get its playbook from? Exactly my point. This is it. We're up against a playbook. We're against an ideology. You know, and if China's funding it, if it's not them, it's someone else. You know, it's always they, them, those somewhere. If it wasn't China, it would be they'd pick something. You know, it's, you know, it's Klaus Schwab and you're going to not have anything and like it. You know, so saith this doctrine here that we made sure we brainwashed your, you know, 20 year old kid at University of I don't give a crap. I just got, you know, uh, you want to talk about a reason for secession. I mean, you got a sick 
country where you have Stanford University is touting and going, oh, oh, we're so progressive that now we have black-only dormitories. Yay, there's a step forward, you know? I'm going, holy crap, I remember my entire life was trying to eliminate that. The separate but equal concept, this idea, they need to institutionalize racism so they can be against institutionalized racism or something. I'm like, well, and, uh, yeah, the feds have also managed to, you know, slavery is back in federally dominated Libya. So there, there's that too. But uh, it, the important thing is that there's, there's solutions to all these different problems that we don't have to, we don't need a federal government for. And, and I'm just saying there's many different things. If we, whether we agree that China is a problem or not, there's just many different ways to deal with it or not deal with it. They're all better than, using the federal government for the purpose. Well, this is my point. They have to come with any argument, you know, but if you do away with the federal government, then this other government will come beat us up or something. I'm going, I got this guy hit, hit me with a hammer right here. And I go, yeah. well, at least his hammer's not as big as that guy's perceived fake imaginary hammer. I just, I'm not using fear, intimidation, you know, you know, uncertainty, doubt, and everything to make my decision. I, I'm not playing that game, David. So if you want to get my support on, you know, the support of uh, uh, I break with thee, I break with thee at a base principle. Of we have our own self-determination because you suck. I am not going to have that decision, tout, you know, clouded by, yeah, but somebody else might be better and, be, you know, come do it. That's like, you know, negative campaigning in a political campaign. Oh, well, you, this you did guy, ask because this guy's really bad. You know, shut up. You did ask if I recall correctly what the objects, some of the objections were, and this is, this is one of them. okay. Well, hopefully, I beat the snot out of that. All right, hopefully, and <laughs> hopefully, uh, we would beat beat the snot out of any uh, intrusion uh, by any other outside power besides the United States. But yeah. there's something else to keep keep in mind, and and that is that um, we. I find that we don't talk enough about uh, like a vision for what things could be like, right? Like we don't put that picture in people's heads. And I don't know if I'm the best one to do it, but, but there is one thing that keeps coming to mind. And that is the, uh, have you been following Liz Parrish and her uh, telomere experiments on herself? No. Okay. So there's this gal who's, she's kind of a futurist and for she, life you know, extension stuff. Yeah, she's had some interesting experiences in the medical industry, and she's an entrepreneur. And she decided, you know, we keep hearing about these telomeres. You know, they get too short, and you die. What happens if you lengthen your telomeres, or is it possible to do? Well, she had she couldn't do it in the United States. She wasn't allowed to. She had to go to Colombia to experiment on herself, and she was able to successfully lengthen her telomeres and reduce her biological age. Now, it's not a panacea. There's problems, you know. Okay, things before you need go to be further, let's out. explain to the audience what you're talking about. Telomeres is when you have your DNA replicates and you build, you know, like every seven years, all your cells in your body get replaced with, you know, you're not the same, whatever, maybe brain neurons you keep. But, you know, you have when they replicate every time it's like a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. And after a while you age and telomeres are the proteins, I think, or something at the end of your DNA strand that every time it replicates, it gets a little shorter, 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 shorter till it gets to the point that it starts making errors and you start getting older and you you don't uh, reproduce uh, the cells is great and wonderful. And that's uh, what the biological limit is on the age of an organism. But what this research has been over the years 
Because if you can, during that replication process, if you can not lose that, that, that strand at the end of your DNA, if it maintains or, oh, my God, sounds like add to it, then you either get younger or you don't get older. How far off am I? Yeah, you're, you're close. Uh, you're as close as I am. I'm no, I'm no expert on it, but it's just like, imagine if, if all those federal regulations on medicine were removed from New Hampshire, people could do this in New Hampshire instead of having to go to Columbia. And this is five-year-old technology now that's being developed further and further. You know, what happens if your state is still in the union uh, and you're like, you're not allowed to save your own life, right? Because it's illegal, you know, but you know, maybe it's, you'd be easier to go to New Hampshire than to Columbia, at least, even if you're still living in the United States. And then if you're in New Hampshire, maybe, maybe some of this stuff opens up, you know, so that we, we, uh, we, we, we gain, it saves a lot of lives because people are allowed to start taking treatments that they weren't allowed to take before because the Fed said, well, you're required to die. You know, and we know, we know you'll be dead within three years, but you're not allowed to take this experimental medicine. Um, People should be able to allow to do that. And we could probably allow them to do it here. Yeah. You know, this is, you know, freedom's the answer. What's the question? And what happens when you get, you know, to these ideas and, and that's just one of five billion things that I get to be free to do. And, uh, you know, they, they, them, those don't want you to be independent in a lot of different ways. They don't want you to be independent and in just building your own house that, you know, so what do you care if it falls in on you? I mean, it's not your problem. You know, it's my freaking house. I built it out of, you know, popsicle sticks. What do you care? You know, so it's um, and then they get into energy. Oh, you're doing that wrong. You know, I I, I want to have my own health care. Oh, you're doing that wrong. You know, I want to educate my kid the way I want. Oh, you're doing that wrong. You know, I want to be able to um, uh, do my own medicine. Nope, 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 nope. Can't build and do that. You know, so it goes on and on and on and on. And what's what? You know, pirateswithoutborders.com is about all that technology down to the individual. The one letter that we have from Dr. Idris Barber, Dr. Barber was open ocean medicine, and he talks about this very thing. And the whole thing was, he goes, look, I knew that I had treatments and things that I could tell my patients that I would go to jail for even letting them know that they had other treatment options. You know, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm open ocean medicine and they can suck it. So, that's what that letter was about, exactly what you're talking about. But it extends to everything. You have one live free or die, uh, we're secession, we're out of here state. It is going to flood in of all kinds of alternative treatments to everything, including mental health, education, power, um, you know, material sciences, um, you know, social sciences. You know, everything. Uh, tourism. Not uh, liberty tourism. You know, people could come here and, you know, they could learn how to fire a rocket launcher here if they want to. Because it's not illegal in New Hampshire, only under federal law. There you go. I need a rocket launcher. <laughs> I don't know if I want one. Yeah, but, uh, you know, be, there's going to be someone that wants to fire one, right? You know, so there's just all these different things. People have forgotten what well, it would so they be like. To, they go to Arizona and Vegas for it, be able to shoot a machine gun. You know? Yeah, they yeah they come here for that too. You know, it's just had, a um, yeah. Um, uh, Jay Noon and Luke Radowski celebrated their birthdays in I don't know whenever the hell it was May or something. You know, and uh, um, uh, when was it? Yeah, it was like August, uh, July, August, somewhere in there. And you know, they had the candle on a chair out there at the shooting range there for Gun Church, and uh, Luke Radowski got his flamethrower to light the candle. You know? Yeah. 
And I'm going, you yeah. know what? Freedom, man. If we can do it, if we can be safe with flamethrowers, I guess we can be safe with rocket launchers, right? But we're not, the, the feds say no on the rocket launchers. Well, that's just one little thing. But again, you know, we could just, we could have so many cool things. The federal government is the reason why we're not allowed to have nice things. Well, I'm, I, it's not, yeah, whether you do or don't, it's the freedom to do it. And then you got to be responsible for it. And that's where you start getting into, you know, critical thinking and, you know, uh, philosophy of leave me aloneism and, you know, on and on and on and more freedom, less crime. I mean, you know, more freedom, you know, less problems. Uh, freedom's the answer. What's the freaking question? So, well, of I'm, course, you know, it's not like we're talking about instant anarchy either. You know, it's a kind of a balanced situation because the, if you think about it, the, the, the federal government has about a million pages, uh, a list about a million pages long of things you're not allowed to do. Right. The New Hampshire list is only about 30,000 pages long. And it's still too long, but you're getting rid of over 90% of it, all over 90% of the restrictions, plus the sort of fascistic uh, mode that, that a country can well, be in when it's too big. What kind of debt would the uh, federal government go to New Hampshire and say, yeah, well, you got to pay us for something? Well, you know, the, the Texas nationalists have a good take on that, and I don't remember everything that they said. I was at one of their presentations, and they were saying, yeah, now that that makes sense. You know, the, the debt thing, you know, that should absolutely be on the table, and we shouldn't be shirking or anything. As long as we're putting that on the table, here's this other thing we need to put on the table about the debt related to the federal government. This, and this, they have all these things that they can put on the table uh, as Texas nationalists that the federal federal government has done to them. Right. That they they the federal government owes Texas. Right. So they make it's the same that the Czechs were doing against the, against the Soviets when the Soviets were when they were in negotiations for having the Soviets leave. The Czechs just made sure they brought up all of the debts that the Soviet Union owed to them. And that's what we will need to do to the central government. Well, see, I'm looking at, you know, you have uh, which is a net debtor state. You know, they always do this. They go, OK, well, this state you know, uh, gets a net benefit from all the other states. They get some more money than what they give to the federal government and this state and this state. And you start really looking at it and you're adding it up and you go, well, hell, there's more money going, you know, uh, from the states and anywhere. I mean, it, it, where's all this extra money coming? It's debt. You know, they just, they just, they don't care. You know, which, it's just which one owes more, you know? And I'm so this debt. I'm just like, you know what? We're done. You know, we're we not, we're not well, part of your debt anymore. Yeah, and it was right there on your front page. You know, a day or two ago, you know, the federal government it, it may be about to default on its debt. They never default. They'll always kick the can down something. You know, you can see it at the grocery store prices. That's where they're, they're what they're doing. Yeah, they already kicked it back to uh, I don't know December first or December something. You know, and I don't even pay attention anymore. I don't care. You know, screw well, your I, website does. You <laughs> That's know? why I read about it. <laughs> oh, no, I put it up. But, they, you know, I, I, they're not going to get me to read past the first paragraph. I mean, because yeah. you know, I don't care. They're going to do whatever they're going to do. I'm just, you know, I kind of ignore it, ignore it, ignore it. And they go, boom, they pass. I go, yep, put that up. They pass. Um, you know, neon, I told you so. They're, you know, they're going to just... extend it again. Because you don't take an interest in politics doesn't mean politics won't take an interest in you. I, you know, I tell you the interest I got in politics is the actively interest if they can suck it and I don't care. You know, that, you know, it's like a rush song. You know, if you choose to not make a choice, you still made a choice. Well, I choose not to give a crap. So I made a choice 
to not give a crap, okay? Because this is going to be community, 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 community. And you have to have options in the freedom. The show that we just did before you is Brittany Schaefer, uh, Butler Schaefer, uh, uh, law professor in uh, Southern California, just recently passed away, has been a good friend. And his daughter, now of age and uh, has her own family and creating a curriculum now against you know, one of the first classes that they're doing for homeschoolers and teenagers is propaganda. You know, you just got to learn not to be susceptible to pray. You got to be able to recognize it. You got to be able to understand when you're being manipulated and, you know, fear, uncertainty, and doubt is trying to be used to control your thought process of Zeke Heil to whatever government, you know? And I'm going, hell yeah. That's definitely what we need. It's like Brentford Knott's, you know, School Sucks podcast. That was very beneficial for a long time. And, you know, New Hampshire has been a real good example of so many things for so long that you just start to realize that, you know, freedom's the answer. What's the question? And whenever the argument comes in, yeah, but we got to worry about, no, we don't. We got to worry about that. Sounds like you need more freedom. Yeah, but then the bad guys guy. No, you don't. Sounds like you need more freedom. You know, more freedom, more freedom, more freedom. I'm not letting them, you know, decide for me what I'm supposed to worry about. So I'm, you know, biggest thing is you just let me take care of it. And then we'll, you know, then if something bad happens, it's on me anyway. You know, and I don't have to indebt my grandchildren to whatever pie in the sky BS. All it is is they just want to be able to, you know, spend more money anyway. So I no, we were we were not designed to take the world on our shoulders, only 150 people on our shoulders. Right. So the media is designed to get you all riled up about things that are going on on the other side of the world, uh, which are not as bad as what's going on right next to you sometimes, uh, especially in the United States with this sort of American. I do have a couple more minor news updates related yeah. to the independence yeah. drive, if you want to hear them. Yeah. So the first is that we there are now three co-sponsors on the bill, uh, not two, and I don't remember that the third one is someone I'd never heard of, which is a good sign. And uh, the other thing, uh, we do have at least a suggested protocol for dealing with incarcerations if we are retaliated against, uh, if, they, if they come for some of this, um, there is a suggested protocol up at forum.shiresociety.com for all the different options we have in jail uh, for making for making ourselves a nuisance. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. What the hell are you talking about? Well, who comes after you? You know, the federal government, after we declare independence, they're still going to come try to incarcerate people? What are you talking well, about? Well, I'm, th- I'm thinking about what will happen between now and then. I'm basing on historical precedent. If you look at the Catalan situation, how they're chasing down Catalans all over right, Europe right now. Right, right. Uh, right. So uh, you know, and the pres isn't the president of Catalonia in jail right now, or so. So there's there's a uh, this is the easy part right now. We shouldn't be assuming it's going to stay that way. Um, there will there will be a price to pay for what we're doing, especially those of us who have acted first, or at least we should assume there will be a price for it. And the solution to that is you know to take that page from Vladimir Bukovsky in the Soviet Union. He said, you know, I'm not a victim. Now that I'm in the gulag, I'm a soldier, right? And he practically brought down the Soviet system from from Siberia. You know, the one thing that um, I think it's in the 14th Amendment. Let me see. It's uh, sedition. You know, they that's one thing that they were going to go up against the um, uh, 
governors that weren't complying with whatever, they're going to, we're going to go get you. Cause let's see, uh, portion of her shell said, can, can. all right, goes, uh, section three. Holy crap. The 14th amendment's that long. Damn. Okay. So section three, uh, da, 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 previously taken a member of executive to support. All right. No person shall be a senator, representative in Congress, or elector of, pre- of president or vice president, or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States, or as a member of any state legislature, or as any executive or judicial officer, uh, officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same, or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each house, remove such uh, disability. The validity of the public debt of the United States authorized by law, including debts incurred for payment of pensions and bounties for services and suppressing insurrection or rebellion should not be questioned. What? The validity of public debt of the United States authorized by law including debts incurred for payment of pensions and bounties for services in suppressing insurrection or rebellion shall not be questioned. They're like, they can, we can raise money and, you know, suppress rebellion, whatever much we want, and there's nothing you can do about it. You owe it, says them. But neither the United States nor any state shall assume or pay any debt or obligation incurred in aid of surrection or rebellion against the United States or any claim for the loss of emancipation of a slave, but all such debts, obligations, and claims shall be held illegal and void. All right. What they're doing uh, here. Yeah, I can see what this is. When we were talking about what are they going to do with the governors that just tell Biden to suck it and we're not, you know, doing whatever. And this is when DeSantis was um, not funding the schools that would require mass mandates kind of deal. So what did they bring up? You know, um, uh, 14th Amendment, Section 3 and 4, where they're saying, um, yeah, and any money that we spend to put down your insurrection, your rebellion of not allowing these schools to wear masks, whatever money we spend to pay the teachers, because he was threatening not to pay the teachers, can't even come into question the federal government of we rule. There it is. Yeah, it's Amendment. like anything else. You know, ultimately, it's just a matter of how many people want it. Enough people want independence in New Hampshire. We get it. You know, let's see. The United States shall have engaged in insurrection rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort. They're going to do an insurrection thing. You know, the federal government's going to come in and say, you're in you're in rebellion. You're insurrecting. I've got, yeah, well, what do you think a declaration of then, independence is? Kiss my yeah, ass. Then we've got then we've got a reporter from Al Jazeera here. We've got one from. Uh, uh, from from Deutsche Welle, and suddenly we're Catalonia, and I don't think that's a loss. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm, I'm like, screw them. I don't care. There's just more fear and certainty. Well, we'll use this line and piece of paper, you know, that we don't pay attention to until we want to pay attention to it because we want to do it the way we want to do it. And I'm like, okay, well, you're confusing me with somebody gives crap anyway. So that's I mean, what- the whole point. The whole point of doing this stuff is to make them use their power, right? The le- The more they use, the less they have. Uh, I mean, it'd be nice if they if we didn't have to go through that, but that's that's how it's going to play probably, unless they just unless they just uh, die the death of uh, of a whimper, you know, instead of a bang. But um, 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm you know, I'm sitting here you know, looking at this or showing it to the audience. Um, yeah, the 14th Amendment is a hell of a lot longer than what I thought. The big thing about the 14th Amendment is that you you can't give special rights or privileges that don't equally apply to everybody. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, of liberty, or property without due process, nor deny any person within its jurisdiction equal protection of the law. And Section 234 of uh, you're not allowed to, you know, leave, you know, or question debt or not do what we tell you. Or, you know, it's like that, what that, 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 that old German expression, uh, there will be no revolution in Germany because revolution has been forbidden. You know, this is the one thing that um, uh, has always been, um, you know, a splinter in my mind is they want to make everybody equally a slave. And this was what a lot of the criticism of the 14th Amendment was about. They go, look, they didn't free anybody. You're making it equal. They just made everybody a slave, you know. Well, now I can see it, you know, right here. Because I, I heard this is that guy, who was it? Hal Turner Radio, you know, it, um, you know, uh, kind of a Alex Jonesy kind of guy. And uh, somebody had sent me an article. I get a lot of articles we put on Freemans Phoenix from our audience. And what they did is uh, one guy, Gary Gannon, he does a, a lot of research every day. He's always sending me some good stuff. And on uh, Hal Turner had a lot of military contacts and so on. And, uh, you know, my insider guy tells me this about that. And he goes, it took like half a minute for me to put out, okay, well, what are they going to do? What's the threat against these states that are telling Biden to get bent? And they go, 14th Amendment insurrection. You know, duh. That, that's always been, you know, their uh, ace up their sleeve. Yeah, they go, yeah, well, and the thing is, is that that's why, I don't give a crap about, you know, where's the fear going to go? Oh, China, China, my ass. They're going to use the 14th Amendment to come goose stepping into your state or whatever from Washington, D.C. Or hell, from New York, you know, so or Philadelphia or whatever the hell they just come in. You're not allowed and from Vermont, you know, from Quebec. You know, so I so this has been a um, uh, a lesson, I think you know, for everyone that we go through this process. And I'm glad that it's really simple in New Hampshire is I break with thee, I break with thee, I break with thee. And that's it. You know, you just, and we're done. And you go through the process. They're going to say, nope, you're not allowed. Well, then what are they going to do when Texas says, yeah, and F you, you know? Yeah. Make them make, like you're always saying, make them say it, make them say we're not allowed to vote. Make them, make them drop, kick us down the stairs to keep us from voting the way that Madrid did to Barcelona. Yep. Uh, in 2017, uh, but I do I, I do want to bring up um, a, a, some of the benefits of a failed independence drive, though that may not have been discussed. That much. Yeah, go. So, for example, uh, we, we've already achieved some benefit from. It. I mean, the whole partly the whole purpose is just to get back on the map uh, because we've been so silenced over the last year or two, uh, and this has forced the media to cover it. Uh, we do have. You know, fair amount of media coverage, not as much as you'd think, but getting media coverage for any liberty issue, uh, you know, is just it's really like pulling teeth now uh, compared to what it was five years ago. So that's, you know, a partial success that's already been achieved. We've got people talking about New Hampshire. We've got people talking about it in the liberty context and independence context. That's good. The 
the idea is back on the table of independence and it should spread to the other states to some extent. In a sense, it's it's spread here from other states because other states were further along a year ago than we were. And now, I guess the claim is that we're furthest along, or at least the the Cal Exit guy told me he thinks we're now furthest along. So that's good. And when you look at the road that Cal the Cal Exiters will have to, to trod to get this on the ballot, it's quite difficult. Um, on the other hand, um, you know, it's our, our path is technically a little bit difficult too to get it on the ballot, but it's not difficult to get it in front of the whole house and the whole center, at least the whole house. Yeah, I did this in 94. In 1994, I filed it in this. We had a newspaper called Citizens Take an Initiative, CTI, and it was all these different initiatives. If we were legislators, this is what we would do. And we'd have, you know, God, three dozen. You know, it was like 36, 40 initiatives, you know, fully informed jury, a citizen's grand jury, uh, um, uh, uh, education vouchers, um, branch, you know, I mean, on and on. Branch. And on. Branches, <laughs> not root branches. Right, 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 right. Well, um, what do you mean? Well, this, the, all that stuff, you know, it just, every time I hear about some piece of legislation, I think, wow, that's hacking at the branches, even if it's pro freedom. When I when I read this independence amendment, I say, okay, I've finally seen a piece of legislation that strikes the root. Well, you know, we brought these things up, and a lot of them became law, you know, because they were just popular, and the legislators, well, hell, I'll put my name in that, and then it took off. But it was the point, and this was you got to keep in mind, this is ninety two to ninety eight around in there, and we're just like you know getting people to even think, you know, of uh, what freedom legislation would be. And then, you know, it got done. Well, one of the things that we did was Arizona's Declaration of Independence. And all I did is I took any reference to the king, you know, was federal government and these colonies was state of Arizona and everything applied. You know, I think I yeah. changed maybe five words or something. I mean, it just, yeah. you know, so it was and that was the point. It was just an educational uh, thing that really took off. People went, damn. Well, they they read it. And I go, what, you think there's anything different? You know, they're harassing our people and eating out our substance and uh, forcing this and denying that and doing it. I'm going, what the hell's the difference? You know, oh, and by the way, and one of the other initiatives was when the uh, U.S. reached $10 trillion, I think it was $8 trillion or something, but ten tri- I think it was at $4 trillion at the time, and it was double, like $8 trillion or something. So let's say $10 trillion. When the federal go- debt reaches $10 trillion, Arizona secedes. Oh, yeah. They, that, I like that. They yeah. freaked on that one. I was, and it was a friend nice. of mine did that. And when they did that, they just had, they went apeshit. And I go, well, and, that's the whole point. Yeah, you got to make them go apeshit. Well, this was their response. They go, oh, I can't believe you. That would never happen. We would never. I go, then what the hell do you care? And I've got, holy Yeah, crap, right. Good you know, we, must, we had a nerve there, man. What the hell? So then I could see that obviously they were never going to stop spending, you know, so, you know, so it's educational process. I've been through this before. So the thing that you're Um, doing that you actually got it to where it's not an initiative that people have to go get a gazillion signatures, which I guess you could do. I don't I don't know if there's initiative in uh, New Hampshire or not. But, you know, here you have legislators or co-sponsors that actually have it up. Now, has it gone through a committee yet? Is it you know, what's the. The, the committee, next step. committee hearing will likely be in January or February. And um, the other thing I guess I wanted to mention is we're running out of time um, before we do. 
uh, is, is, I guess, the other advantage of, of doing this, even if we fail. And that is what I used to say. Just the fact that we had this vote against the Canadian central government to leave it has had a, you know, it's had an electrical effect on our situation in Quebec, right? Like Quebec has gotten so much of what it wanted just by having that referendum, whereas going through the normal processes wouldn't do it. So we, we believe that this will be a deterrent to the federal government. It's, the federal government suddenly has a reason to not do something else again, like the vaccine mandate, right? Because that pushed New Hampshire much closer to independence than it was before. They do something like that again, they know now, and I'm sure the president has been informed about this about this thing by now, they know that, some, that we're going to be closer to independence after they do their next abuse. And that's why this is worth doing more than anything else. Um, I agree. But to think that they don't have another level of they don't give a shit, you know, that, you know, we, we got uh, Hellfire missiles and Predator drones and. Yeah, that, that doesn't that doesn't work. That stuff does not work against peaceful resistance and against a, an, an, an you know entire world that would be watching. In the end, freedom always wins. It just gets really messy first. And well, sometimes it didn't, it didn't get messy. In, it didn't get messy in Estonia. Um. Uh, all right. Well, I'm yay for Estonia. Yeah. Let's 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 go Estonia, man. Well, it didn't get messy in Lithuania or, or Latvia either. And uh, even Ukraine came out ahead. Yeah, you know, I'm. I look at all of these, and they'll say, "Well, you know, Ukraine can be debatable." But I mean, you look at, you know, a lot of these um, uh, different regimes just come in and take the place of, and uh, you know, uh, power, you know, hates voids, and you know, so uh, there's always somebody. And eh, we rule you. We're going to rule you better, and we have the ruling. And you have places like Hungary when they they really. You know, find, you know, eh, we got to put out a arrest warrant for Soros and all these other scumbags that caused us all these problems. So, and then how long does that last and where does it go? I mean, it really needs to have an independence decentralization down to the individual kind of mindset as opposed to just replacing one tyrannical government with another tyrannical government on a different level. And I'm just, and New Hampshire is unique in that there's, so many legislators, you're only a state representative only represents a few thousand people. And, you know, you actually could see them at the grocery store. You know, it's not yeah, like we, we, we know what we're dealing with here. We, we we're familiar with the New Hampshire government and its problems and its advantages. And like the best example is just anecdotal. I did two identical protests in two identical bureaucracies. The only difference between the two was that one was federal and one was New Hampshire. So I go into the New Hampshire Department of Revenue Administration, which is our IRS, basically. I did a demonstration. They just basically just held a sign, handed out some flyers, right? I did the identical. So the, the leader of the Department of Revenue Administration came out, shook my hand, answered my questions, and was really nice. And I, I basically became friends with him after that, okay? I did the same thing in an IRS office. They had me arrested. For what? For being there and handing out flyers. Oh, you criminal. Whoa. All right, all right. Yeah, no, I'm with you, brother. All right. Well, so what's the next um, milestone? We're waiting till the after the holidays for them to get it before a committee. The committee hearing will be the next. Yeah, I don't know of anything between here and there. Um, you know, there could be something uh, that will happen that we're not 
but so far things are going better than we would have expected by by a factor of about two. Well, it's not like you need a Christmas campaign. All I want for Christmas is uh, you know, free state or something. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And there are so many things I wish that we could do and that I wish I could I mean, I wish I could see a New Hampshire flag, you know, on every street corner with no US flag and I wish I could see, you know, U.S. out of NH talkings everywhere. I mean, there's a lot of things I'd love to see that I don't see yet, um, but we're, we're we're not that close yet. Well, all it takes is somebody doing it. You know, you might need a love well, bus. Yeah, yeah, and I've done some of it. But, but yeah, you know, really, ultimately, the people who win this for us are in Washington, right? They do something to us, to the state, to the people, to somebody. It's yeah, the, they'll be stupid again because they're stupid. Yeah. Independence is like a gas tank, right? You know, every bad thing that the government does, uh, yeah, it's this vile thing called gasoline that you don't want to drink or anything. But it's both it's great in your if you put it in the gas tank, right? Well, they're gas tank fillers, that's for damn sure. (laughs) And they're going to keep they're going to keep filling our independence gas tank. Well, thanks for coming on and talking, you know, about you know this stuff. I want to make sure that we stay on top of it because. It's a, you know, it's important for people to know that this even exists, you know, and and the impact it has on others is an example. Well, you know, where should they go if they want to? Is there a, you know, a website that, you know, has uh, updates on this? NHExit.us. NHExit.us. Yeah, there it is right there. Boom. NHExit.us. Well, this is. You know, it always starts this way. Then it turns into Catalonia, and they start putting people in jail, and then you win. You know? I wonder how they're doing. That should be something to follow up on. Uh, The Independence Party is completely in power now, I think. Boom! Boom Boom-a-dee-boom, boom-boom. And it starts with guys like David doing what he's doing. Dave Ridley, the Ridley Report. And Ernie. NHExit.us. Hey! Aww. There we go. Done. All right. All right. Thanks. We'll keep me informed of whatever new stuff comes out. We'll talk about it. Yeah, just give it a week or two, and that'll be enough to talk about, probably. All right. Well, you know, yeah, you know, when there's something, 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 let me know. All right. Talk to you later, buddy. Thanks, Ernie. Bye. Bye.